welcome to the Single Girl's Guide to Life, your weekly guide to single life living in your 20s and 30s. I'm Chantelle, the coach, quarter life and confidence coach that specializes in empowering single women to live their best lives. And you might have noticed today that we are in a different location. Sorry to those that enjoy and watch this on YouTube and see the bright yellow wall of wonder with all the works of art on it. However, I am away on a solo trip this week and so there's a bit of content recording going on because it's the time for me to get away, to focus and to really put all of my energy into this without any other distractions. There is no house to clean, there is no need to do that. So here I am in a different setting, I'm in Bath at Oakdown Treehouse. And hopefully this looks okay, because it's different to my living room. I've had to adapt a little bit, which always poses a challenge. So hopefully it looks good in the final edit for you. And if not, I hope you enjoy listening to it either way. Now, I'm not, for this episode, going to talk about solo travel, but you can expect it in the next couple, because it would be a silly move of me not to talk about going away on your own whilst I'm away on my own. But that's not what I wanted to talk about in today's episode. And a quick disclaimer, if you hear or see any animals, I'm sorry. I wanted to bring you on this journey with me and that's the trade-off. There's a squirrel that loves this little bit. There are some birds you can see there. Um, And there's a working farm nearby. So apologies if there's any cow noises at any point. I'll do my best to keep an eye on them tractors as well. Apologies in advance, but I hope that gives you a little bit of something different uh, to be listening out for in this episode. What I wanted to talk about today, however, was the fact that we are three full months into 2022. Now, that should mean that you have done something in that time. That is a full 90 days that have gone by, getting on for nearly 100 now, over a quarter of the year has been done. Now, it doesn't mean that you need to be at the end of the things that you were looking to achieve, looking to do, looking to try out in 2022. However, this is a key moment in any long-term plan to review how you're doing. What we can do sometimes is check too often. For example, when you decide you're going to track your weight, there can be such a temptation to keep checking in every single day with how you're doing with that, trying to see if the things that you were doing were having a direct impact on how things were going. That's great to keep an eye on things, but really that's just going to cause you more problems than it's worth because especially with something like weight loss and training, there's not just the individual things that you're doing, but these things actually take time to have an effect. You can be affected by how much water you've drunk, obviously how much food you've eaten the day before, how your body's responding. And as women, we also have to consider the fact that we have hormonal cycles that literally go over a month that can have fluctuations and it might not be your actions causing it. It therefore makes more sense to look at a weekly or even monthly model, depending on that. Maybe that is better. I'm not a weight loss specialist in that sense, but we can do this with lots of things, thinking that we made a change as it as it happened. And that's why New Year's resolutions fail. We expect to do the change for a very short period of time and expect to see things happen. 
Now, three months, 90 days is a great length of time. A 30-day check-in's lovely. If you've got the 2022 Year Review Journal, which I put together and I use myself, it's lovely every 30 days to evaluate how that last month went and what you expect to happen for the next month. And you just sort of keep yourself on the path. You just go, oh, sugar, I said I was going to do this. Like, what thing are you going to start doing? What thing are you going to stop doing? And then you reflect on that and go, oh, I completely forgot about that. How terrible. You also do a bit of a review, looking at what your biggest achievement was, what the challenges were that you overcame. It's lovely to do that in the moment because it keeps you going with motivation over time. Motivation is very particular to the person. It all depends on a lot of mindset and habit formation. We've had conversations in what was the single girls club, but is now single life be like. We've had so many conversations about habit, mindset, attitudes, and so on. And that continues on. We we talk about it regularly because it's very easy to say something that you're going to try this method out and not do it. But within the journal and what I would advocate that you do in life is that 90 day reflection. It's bigger it's something that you can't just look at the key moments for. You can use the 30 days you've looked at things. But actually, a really strong three-month look at how January, February and March has gone can be incredibly powerful for you. I don't know about you, but some of the experiences I've had in the last three months have been intense. And at the time of some of them, I didn't know where things were going to go. I didn't know how situations were going to pan out. I didn't know how I was going to feel. My January was particularly, mid-January into mid-February was particularly testing. For those of you that follow everything entirely with TikTok and all the things I do, I quit my job at Christmas. That is a massive change. And it caused, as much as it is completely the right thing to do, might I add, that doesn't mean that there weren't really difficult things in that, my routine, my routine of seven plus years of getting up quite early to go into a school, get ready and have these lessons with 30 plus people and surrounded by human beings all day long was vastly different. And whilst I've anticipated that on a practical level, such as putting the gym in as I've spoken about on the diaries that I do on YouTube or putting the time in for my friends specifically, it was also a matter of that kind of connection to everybody. And I didn't have ways of necessarily coping with that very well. I, I used everything I had in my toolbox. You only can use what you've got in your toolbox. And I used all the things that people would say to use, which is going to the gym and keeping yourself busy. I, there's a difference, I think, between like productive busy and distractive busy. And there's a fine line between both and when they're appropriate. But at the time, it felt very challenging. There were lots of tears, lots of adjustment, and it's never right to kind of talk about that too soon because you're in the moment of it. You want to be able to process it with the right influences and the right people knowing that that's going on. The key for me and that was reaching out to people, the closest people I have reaching out and saying, I need you, I need that. And at the time, it still didn't feel like it was fixing things. There were still elements, but it, it did help the scenario. And looking back on the last three months, I go, I, I can't believe it's in the same three months is part of it. I find it very difficult to think that that was 
well, six weeks ago that I feel like I last seriously felt like that. doesn't mean I haven't had little moments, but it was getting to a, a point where it was becoming very challenging uh, and I was trying to work with it. And so it, it develops this level of awareness. Awareness is one of the biggest things to personal development to change. The more you can become aware of, and I realise there's so many birds in the backgrounds making noises, I hope you're enjoying this tranquil experience and it's not too distracting for you. But awareness is key to acknowledging where you are despite the flaws that you may have, despite the things that aren't quite the way you want them to be, and accepting them and then working with them. And the more that you explore self-help books, listen to podcasts like this or otherwise, the more conversations that you have where you are open and vulnerable, such as the ones we talk about in the Single Life Be Like community, you start to notice where you're at and where improvements can be made. And you're not, you don't need to beat yourself up about those things. Because if you're aware of it, you look at it and go, I know I'm that way. And I'm going to be aware of it and work with it. My first experience of this was brought on during a professional development course I was doing called an MPQML for all the teachers out there. You'll know that that's for middle leadership. Usually when you're not like a, a deputy or assistant, maybe you're a head of department, but you do that to learn about how to lead teams. And within it, it had exercises that involved developing awareness around personality and how different people are and interact and how you can come across oh the squirrel just (laughs) is there I know that for those listening you cannot see that but I'll describe it to you there's a little box that has nuts in and there is a squirrel and he's able to come and open that box and get them Um, fun for anyone that's watching on YouTube Um, (laughs) so that awareness of how you come across to other people particularly in teams, is really important. And some people could be like, well, that's who you are. People need to get on with you, either going to or not. There's a degree to that. I'm not going to change my entire personality type. However, if I'm having conversations with people that are different to that, I'm direct. I like people being direct with me. But if I'm trying to have be effective in my communication, I need to have an awareness of this and that it might not go down quite so well. I couldn't like anything more than direct apart from there is a fine line between direct and rude but it ultimately that was my first real area of I couldn't believe that this personality test I'd done which I think is roughly based around like Myers-Briggs and disc profiling I think it's more disc profiling than anything could read me so well and that was fascinating in that sense it took a whole new level when it came to working on my phase my court life crisis following the divorce because I questioned everything I was re-evaluating everything and going what do I want now something I say a lot on this podcast in person is you don't know what you don't know if you don't know that there are other ways of doing things then you're less likely to do them let's take career for example in my family setup and within my friends it was always spoken about that we would go to uni to the point that I assumed everyone in my family had gone to uni, all my friends were pretty much going to go to uni, and that that was what was going to happen. Like everyone was going to do that. I didn't know until years after that my parents, in fact no one except myself, my cousin, my brother then coming up, went to uni. Prior to that, no one had ever been to uni. And I never knew that because the way people spoke about it made it seem like we all had done and it was just rites of passage. 
most people did at my school go to university but I had also attended college part-time alongside sick form and that to me was completely eye-opening in terms of what it was that I wanted my environment to be like I didn't not love my school I enjoyed my time at school however there was so much value in going to college where you were talking to lecturers by first name and that's very different to sick form you know, that's a very teenage experience of understanding that there are different systems and it's going to come down to what each family values and promotes and what they think is best for the child. It comes down to the same though for your progressing life and your choices going forwards and what relationships look like to you, what your life looks like to you. And 2022, given the point at which it sits within a difficult couple of years and the way it follows that up, to me was the year that it was going to all start to take place, start to happen. I was going to really marker that. And I think the quitting job for me for 2022 was like a real clear bit. And I know so many of you wanted and still want to make the most of 2022. And this check-in point, this 90-day part, is for you to check if you're on track. I am in some respects. I'm not in others. And that's okay. There's still another three lots of roughly 90 days to go. It's not all over. However, it is the time to go, oh, what was it that I put at the start? What did I wanna, what do I want to learn or try by the end of the year? What person do you want to become by the end of the year? What change are you going to make in your life this year? Oh, he's back. <laughs> Some of them I, I can't have a chance to do until I, but I'm working towards them. So for example, let's take it. What change are you going to make in your life this year? Slowing down, not planning too far ahead, being here now and not later, enjoying the journey and process, not focusing on the outcome all the time. Whoa, they're really big things that you can't just do all the time and get 100% right. And I'm never going to get 100% on that. That is impossible to always enjoy the process and not focus on the outcome all the time because sometimes it's beneficial to have an outcome to be working towards. But there's a fine line between that obsession and thinking that you're a failure and actually just accepting that that's a general direction you're going in. Slowing down and not planning too far ahead. Slowing down wise, look at me here right now. The job was a very big part of that. Although I've got that wrong at times, I've said yes to too much casual freelance work that's made me very, very busy at times. And I've regretted that and I've realized I haven't slowed down. I did the conference into a day, into going away. That feels, I'm grateful that I'm here now, but that's not very slow life paced. And specifically, I, from January, have been trying to work on a morning routine. My morning routine used to be, it used to be perfect. I used the 5am club principles of 20 minutes of, I think it's movement, 20 minutes of like mindfulness meditation. So you could journal, meditate, anything that would do that. And then 20 minutes of sort of like learning. I would read in that time. I think they're the three. And it used to be solid. I used to do Joe Wicks workouts every day. And that changed. It's changed over time. And I don't do that quite so much. My phone has snuck back in, annoying. And it's little things like that, that the practical things I'd like to work on. Just because I'm not there yet doesn't mean I'm not improving on them. You can also forget about them too. You forget that you even said that. I don't remember writing that goal at the beginning of the year about slowing down. I need to keep reminding myself of that. And maybe 
overall I need that somewhere up in my house so that I can see it regularly take note make sure that I'm still paying attention to it so if you're not yet making the most of 2022 if you have completely fallen off the bandwagon or you're just you know noticing that things aren't quite as tight as they were in January that's okay now's the time to take a moment to reflect what have you done in the past three months that you know has brought you closer to the place that you want to be at by the end of 2022? Was it something that you did on a dating app? In fact, did you just rejoin dating apps to try and take that first step towards getting yourself back out there after going through a breakup? Did you drop all dating apps because you decided you wanted to focus on yourself and not be constantly distracted by the challenge that is dating, because that is what it is, and instead you wanted to not be distracted and use chatting to potential dates as a way to fill your time, but you wanted to every night try and read instead, or just make time for yourself. What was it that you've done one small action towards that you can be proud of and say, I've done that in the last three months? Whilst it hasn't got me from A to Z just yet, it's taken me one step closer on that path. And, you know, sometimes I have re-downloaded that app. But I am getting there and I'm starting to be aware of when I'm not and I'm starting to counteract that. I'd also look at a challenge that you've overcome. Something that tested you. Something that you didn't find easy to do, but you did anyway. And it might not have gone that successfully. You might have gone, I dealt with it dreadfully. That now that I look back, there are so many better ways I could have dealt with that situation but you still got through it in the way that you best knew how at the time. So for me, I didn't know how to deal with that completely overwhelming sense of disconnection and therefore like what the hell is going on with my feelings more than anything. I didn't know. I dealt with that as best I could by putting all the practical things in place. I reached out to the doctor, to my friends. Like I still, it shocks me that there's such a difference now. And sometimes that is just time and using those support networks and reflecting on them. And my, my, did the journal get used during that time massively? Sometimes I forget to journal. The less focus I'm doing on stuff, sometimes the journal goes out the window and towards the end of this 90-day period, it faded out. And I'm very aware that I want to make sure and bring that back. To me, journaling is a real key consistency in my life. That might have meant my life was getting too busy, too distracted, and I needed to slow it down again so that I start using it again, so that I start doing the things that prevent things from escalating. It's also a chance to reset and make sure that the path that you set off at the start of 22 is still the right path for you. Am I still aiming towards slowing down? Yes. Why? Why? Because it makes my life much more enjoyable. I am more stressed when I'm much busier. My Fitbit literally shows me the physiological symptoms of when I am too busy. If I'm too busy, I don't get enough sleep. I don't sleep as well, I don't sleep for as long because I'm not getting my time for personally me, individually, amongst the things that I've booked in. So I stay up later on my phone and therefore don't go to bed early enough. That then has an impact on the actual sleep I've got, so energy levels, but I also notice my heart rate, my resting heart rate is higher. 
that's because my body is probably a little bit more stressed. It's not getting the energy recouped. It's not recovering. It's not doing the healing it would do in my sleep. So do I still want to work on slowing down and being more present? Absolutely. It's still there and I still highly value it. You might realize though for the last three months you've been focused on the wrong thing or something new came into your life that you want to focus on. One of my other goals is to look at developments in relationships. Some would say, well, how do you do that if you're not in a relationship? One, you put yourself out there and within the dating scene, you still practice the skills that you'd be looking for. They're the kind of things that I do want to work on, holding boundaries, trying to work out compatibility, things like that. Have I done lots of it? A medium amount, not loads. Is it a big priority? It's not a big priority, but it's obviously a focus that I thought about. How am I going to look at that going forwards? Who knows? I'll probably just keep talking to people here and there as it works. This is the time to just take a reset. Whatever it is in your single life that you want to be doing. I know so many of you want to start doing things on your own. And I don't think January to March is the best season for that. It's possible to do. Don't get me wrong. If you want to do the cinema, do restaurant, great. This upcoming bit is the bit where you can get out there in the sunshine or in at least decent weather. It is also event season coming up festivals outdoor events and it's the place where people are going to speak to you even if you're on your own it's much easier to do than when everyone's kind of burrowed in their houses because of winter we're getting to that spring into summer feeling where everyone wants to go out have fun and so you need to make sure that you listen up for next week's episode which will still be recorded in this lovely setting I don't know how noisy it'll be it probably won't be this one because I don't want the squirrel getting in my way the whole way through again but next week's episode is going to be on solo travel now if you're looking for a space that you want to have this on tap all the time and have people that are going to encourage you in your single life to help you with your goals and to kind of check in with where you're at then you can join the single life be like community it's open until sunday so if you're listening to this as this has come out which will be the 7th of april you've got until the 10th of april to join we keep it open every now and then for a week so that we can make sure that everybody that's joining at that time gets everything that they need from the group, that they can ask questions, they can get set up. That means that we close off for a bit to make sure people get settled, find where they're getting all their different articles from, know how to connect, know what meetings are coming up, and so on. Then you might want that community now. So if you do want to join in, there is a link in the description for the Single Life Be Like community, if not in the link in bio on Instagram and TikTok, where you can sign up. It's a monthly subscription that allows you to make new single friends, find a place that you belong and get all of that single life inspiration, encouragement and advice all in one place. Yes, there's this podcast. Keep listening to this. If you're not in a financial position to sign up, then work your way through this podcast episode. But if you want that every day at your fingertips and you want to join that community element, then the Single Life Be Like community is the place to do that. I hope this episode hasn't been too noisy. I'm going to go listen to it, edit it, and hope for the very best. I'll do my best with editing. I am a trained sound engineer after all, but we cannot magic sounds away if we're talking over the top of them. I will do my best to make it sound as good as it can. Until next time, everybody, keep thriving.